Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. We did not win the Emmy last night, Tony. Sports Center did. Tony Kornheiser, we do a Sports Center segment. Shouldn't they send us Emmys? Don't we qualify? Yeah. Didn't we help? That works, right? That counts, right? Yeah. yeah, I'd say so. That's that's the one I need for the fourth us. bathroom. I, yeah, so we did win because we contribute. How about that? We're part we of did. the team. Winners. Send it. Cheers. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, LeBron floats retirement. The NFL cuts back again on kickoff returns. And P.K. Subban joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the Denver Nuggets beating the Lakers last night in Los Angeles and sweeping the Lakers out of the conference finals. 4-0. See ya. Wilbon, how do the Nuggets look to you now? Like the best team in basketball, Tony. I mean, by the time we got to game three and the Nuggets won game three here in Los Angeles, that was the point at which both teams know who the best team is. And LeBron James didn't want to go out like that and did everything he could playing all but four seconds of the first half to try to ensure they get a win, that he did not get swept. He's been swept twice in his life, both times in the finals, 2007 and 2018, maybe about 11 years apart, Golden State and San Antonio reverse order. And I, it was noble. I mean, the Lakers fought. They played hard. They're not good enough. Denver's the better team. Jokic, and I voted for Embiid for MVP, Jokic is the best player, Nikola Jokic, in the league right now. He just is. I mean, in the way he can impact the game, impact his teammates, Jamal Murray is back to, I guess, where he was, if not beyond, before that terrific, horrific knee injury he had, Tony. So Denver sort of got back to where they left off. They were close a while ago. Murray gets yeah. hurt. They get swept by the Suns a couple of years ago in the playoffs. But now that Murray's back and Aaron Gordon's squarely in place in terms of personnel and Bruce Brown off the bench, Michael Manolo, he plays like five and a half dudes. It's amazing he gets away with that now, but he does. And Michael Porter Jr., they, they, they're complete, Tony. They're complete, terrific team. You know what makes me happy about this? as somebody who's old enough to have actually covered the ABA at one point. Denver was the last of the four ABA teams who came into the NBA in the merger. They're the oh, last wow. one to make the finals. They've gone all these years and they never made the finals. Yes, Indiana yes. made the finals, San Antonio made a million finals, and the Nets made a final. So I'm happy for that. Look, let me give credit. When, when you say, how do they look now, they look really good right now. Yeah. They could have packed it in last night. They were down 15 points at halftime. They could have said, we're going to go back to Denver. We can win this thing in game five. And they didn't. They came out in the third quarter, and they went 36-16 against the Lakers. And in that quarter, Jokic, who you're talking about, in that one quarter, he had 13 points and 10 rebounds. He's averaging 30 points and 13 rebounds and 10 assists throughout the entire playoffs. They're really good. Mike, there's, a, there's, there's an optimism about the Lakers because they can put LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the floor. And they won a championship a few years ago, and they're two of the best 10 players in basketball when they're healthy. But Denver's been better all year. Yeah. Denver's start to finish yes. better. Yes. The Lakers were under 500 for two-thirds of the year. The Lakers only got into this thing because of the play-in game. I mean, when yeah. you look at these two teams, one team is decisively better and has been all year. It is. It is. And by the way, going back to your ABA time covering that league, who's your favorite nugget of all time? Issel, David Thompson, Alex David English. Thompson. You knew all these guys. Who's your favorite David nugget? David Thompson. 
David Thompson. David Thompson. Sky my one. favorite coach, Larry Brown, of course. Okay, there we go. Intimate knowledge of the old nuggets after the game. LeBron accentuate the, the old. possibility of calling it a career. The 38-year-old told reporters, quote, going forward with the game of basketball, I have a lot to think about, close quote. LeBron has been battling a foot injury, but he also has a contract that would pay him nearly 50 mil per year for two more seasons if he wants to do that. Tony, do you think LeBron could really retire now? No, I think he could. I don't think he will. I mean, I think he'll look at this season and he'll say, I was 38 years old and, and I was good enough that it's not going to go overnight. You know, I mean, look, it's a hard thing to figure out when to go because what you don't want is there to be a consensus of opinion that you stayed too long. Not everybody is Tom Brady and can win a championship at 43. LeBron is probably the greatest 38-year-old basketball player of all time. But you look at Brady, and in the years after winning the championship this past year, he didn't look all that great. A couple of games he did, but not consistently. So I can understand why LeBron is nervous about this and wants to make the right call. I had always thought, Mike, that he wanted to stay in the league long enough to play with his son. But recently he said, he said, look, that was my dream. But if my kid doesn't want that, I'll do what my kid wants. I'll, I'll get out of the way. So, you know, it, it's, it's a hard call as to when. Look, I think about it every day myself. You don't want to stay too long. But I can't even imagine that he would retire this year. I can't either, Tony. It's interesting about the Bronny part, because maybe LeBron's finding out what all us dads find out, that when your son's a teenager, he wants nothing to do with you anyway, <laughs> at least for a while. So maybe LeBron's right. finding that out. But it, teasing aside, no, I can't see him retiring, but I understand why he felt this way last night. Like, I did all I could. I played all but four seconds. We got swept, even though that happened. And he knows the other team is better. And so maybe the Lakers can get there or maybe not. Maybe there's another place. You know, I've mentioned, speaking of floating, Cleveland and winding up there is a possibility. Maybe he can go somewhere else and be there. Maybe it's, he just feels like it's time. I've done this for so long. By the way, Kareem at 38. Didn't Kareem, wasn't Kareem like runner-up for MVP or MVP of the finals or something at 38 years old? So he and Kareem. It's a short list. It's just the two of them. LeBron's great. You're right, Tony. He's still one of the 10 best players in the game. No, he's not. Yeah. I think when he has some time and he feels better, our friend Charles Barkley always tells us this. Once you have some months and you feel better, you think, hey, I'm all right. Let's go. Let's, let's tee it up again. And so but, I think there's by the something time LeBron to think about, gets to Mike. September, he'll be okay. There's something to think about. The people he came in with, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and now Carmelo Anthony, they're all gone now. Yeah. They're all gone now. Yeah. That's why you think about this. That's why great athletes have this dialogue with themselves, and eventually it becomes public, because they want to leave at the right time. You've always said Elway left at the perfect time. Not he everybody did, does. Let's move wow. to the Eastern Conference Finals. Boston is down 3-0, playing in Miami tonight. The other night in Miami, they lost by 26 points. They pulled their starters after the third quarter. Well, by what percentage chance do you give the Celtics to stave off elimination tonight? Maybe 25 I mean, they could, they could certainly do it. They're good enough to do it. I mean, you know, they're a team that, that, that many people looked at as the best team all season while people overlooked or didn't even consider Denver. And they just talked about Boston and Milwaukee for the most of the season. And, Tony, I mean, 
the disconnect in Boston's amazing. What has happened for them to fall down to 0-3 in this series is amazing. You've got all the discussion about Tatum and whether he's playing up to what he ought to be. Fourth in the MVP, I think he finished. And the coach, Joe Mazzula, and whether he is should even be on the bench in Boston right now. There's so many things to consider. I think Miami will win. Boston, it ain't going to shock me if the Celtics, you know, win one game and force it back to Boston for game five. So what's interesting to me about this is the difference here between this series and the Lakers series is that Boston has to fly home after the game anyway. So they may yeah. as well win. It's not like they're going to go someplace that they don't want to be. They may as well win. And then they can go home and lose game five at home because it seems to me the only games they ever win at home are game seven. They have lost so many playoff games at home. You mentioned Missoula. I mean, I would look at the Lakers just got swept. All right. Missoula, his employment may hang in the balance if they lose yes, this game. It's I conceivable it they can mm-hmm. make a change. You have two rookie coaches, Darvin Ham and Missoula. They're rookie coaches. You would wonder, is the moment too bright? As well as they did prior to this, is the moment too bright? And maybe that's true. But, Mike, it comes back to what I always think, that we have so much emphasis on coaching. I think we sometimes overstate that, and we don't give enough accountability to players for years, the slogan was, it's a player's league, right? Yeah. I'm aware Still, of the players. It is a player's it's league. It's on the players. Yeah. It's on the players. Let's take these, a break. Just remember, Coming these up. players got to the finals last year with a different right. coach. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. So, if you want to pin it on the coach that way, maybe. maybe but he did great maybe. all year. Perhaps. How are the Panthers pulling off all these nail biters? We're going to ask P.K. Subban. We're also going to ask him whether the Dallas Stars can get back into their series with the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, nobody said a month ago, nobody said Missoula wasn't up to it. In fact, they said, look, it's been a smooth transition. Yeah, there were people who said, yeah, there were. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We've got two sweeps in progress in the NHL, and to find out what's going on there, we welcome back our great friend P.K. Subban. P.K., let us start with... The Florida Panthers, who have been amazing in the playoffs so far, they are now up, uh, after winning last night, they're up 3 nothing. 
on Carolina. But they've all been one-goal games, and two of them have been overtime games. So in your opinion as a hockey player, are the Panthers clearly the better team here, or maybe do they just have the hotter goalie here? Well, I have to say that the Panthers are the best team in the playoffs right now. The way that they've played the second half of the regular season into the playoffs, the way that they went through the teams in the first and the second round, they did it as a team. And as much as Matthew Kachuk and Bobrovsky have stood out among the rest, everybody's been pulling on the rope. So I have to say that right now they're the better team. They're finding ways to win, but the, the, the series has been tight, and Carolina probably deserves better. But I had questions, and this is why I didn't pick Carolina, to go very deep into the playoffs. They've gotten a lot further than I thought they, they, that, that, that they would get, but they lose Svechnikov, they lose scoring, they can't score goals. They're going to have trouble scoring goals. And at this point of the season, you need to have those goal scores. With, with, with Florida, they got too much depth. All of their players that score for them, they're willing to go into the corners. They're willing to go into the hard areas to do it. So when you have that skill and that tenacity and that grit, it's very difficult to beat. But make no doubt about it, this series is not over. Carolina's not going anywhere. Rod Brindamore has these guys like an army. They're going to come out ready, and they're going to do it one game at a time. Actually, they're going to do it one shift at a time. So Florida has to finish this thing off. All right, the last time we talked to you, PK, you told us that Kachuk was the straw that stirs the drink. You've been on him all season. You were on him early in the postseason. What is it? What is he doing? How do you explain the postseason that he's having? Con Smythe-esque. He's right there in the conversation. When you look at Con Smythe, MVP of the playoffs, you look at Matthew Kachuk, the way he's played. And leadership Let's talk about leadership for a second. You can lead in a multiple different ways. You can be the guy that stands up in the locker room, that says the right thing at the right time. I look at situational leadership. When your team needs you to step up and make a difference, whether it's a goal, a hit, whether it's to stand up and say something, he does it. But he always chooses the latter. That's to go out there and set the tone. And he's been accountable throughout the whole playoffs, and not just the playoffs, all season long. I don't know if I can say that about a player in the Florida Panthers locker room that showed up from game one until right now in the playoffs and played like an MVP. He's that good. He's that guy. And right now, it doesn't look like there's anybody that's going to get in his way or the Florida Panthers' way. He's been phenomenal. Can't say enough good things about Matthew Kachuk right now. Well, let's move to the other series. we got to ask you something about the West. The Stars have been up in both games, lost them both in overtime. You want to blame the Stars or credit the Golden Knights for what has happened so far in the Western Conference Series? Well, it, this, this series, you knew it was going to be hand-to-hand -hand combat. This is two really good teams. Vegas is great five-on-five. Five. Dallas wins the special teams battle on the penalty kill and the power play. And I picked Dallas to win this series in seven. So it's still possible that they can come back. You know, you know I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, so I, I always got to stick with my Dallas boys. But for <laughs> Dallas... They got to pack a lunch. Wilbon, Corny, they got to pack a lunch. You're in the playoffs. You can't lose two games like that. I don't care if it's on the road. You're a good enough team. This is a team with veteran experience. You got Jamie Benn, Pavelski, Sagan. I know they lose. They lost Hawk and Paw on, on the back end, which hurt them. But you got the best goaltender available right now in the playoffs outside of Bobrovsky. He's MVP right now in the playoffs. But you got Ottinger. That's why I picked him. And in the key moments, they had mental lapses by key players on their team. You know, God bless Ryan Suter. 
I love him as a player. He's been in the league for a long time. But, you know, a mental lapse at the end of the game, lost coverage, cost them a game. So they're not out of this series by any means. They go home now. They have an opportunity to do what the New Jersey Devils did to the New York Rangers, right? They went home, took care of business, and took over the series. So for Dallas, they got to pack a lunch and get ready to play full 60, maybe more if they have to. PK, I got to ask you, because you, you follow every sport, and I know you follow the NBA closely. Are you surprised, more surprised by the sweeps in the NHL and what you're watching even more closely, or the NBA, which I know you're latched on to? Well, I definitely believe that a sweep is more difficult than hockey. You know, it's just, it's just tougher. You, you, you know, individuals can't really impact the game too much. That's what makes Matthew Kachuk and Sergei Bobrovsky so good, is that they have impacted the game that much in a sport where you need 22 guys to, to play and to play every night. What happens in the NBA, you're just seeing better teams beat lesser teams. In the NHL, it's two teams that got to grind it out for 60 minutes. It's the little things. And I got to tell you, watching these games, this is the first time in my life that I've sat down and watched game by game by game. And it's an unbelievable sport. When you're in it, when you're in it and you're playing, you don't even know. Everything's moving so fast, you're on adrenaline. But the amount that these guys exert every night, what Florida has done in this playoff run against the teams that they've done, done it against, I mean, you're talking Toronto, Boston. Now you're doing it against Carolina. Carolina's the best five-on-five -five team that the league has seen in a long time, guys. There's, their numbers over the past three or four years are insane five-on-five. Five. Florida... One nothing game in the playoffs like it's nothing. Let's move on. Let's get to game four, and let's end this thing. Unbelievable. It's just a real pleasure to hear you talk. Thank you, PK. Thank you. Thank we you. appreciate it, man. Thank, Thank you. you Thank you so much for having me on. You can catch more of PK on The Point at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2 or during tonight's game itself, 8 p.m. Eastern on The Mothership. Let's take one last break still to come. The NFL takes away more kickoff returns. And could Steve Nash end up with another head coaching job? I hope he does. That Brooklyn thing shouldn't be tainting him, the great Steve no. Nash. Come on now. So Canadian. Picked Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Happy time, people. Happy 67th birthday, Buck Showalter. Showalter is managing the team with the highest payroll in baseball. The Mets brought in Max Scherzer last year. This year, they brought in Justin Verlander to replace Jacob deGrom when he went to Texas. 
They have a great home run hitter in Pete Alonso, the National League batting champion in Jeff McNeil, great shortstop Francisco Lindor, and still they couldn't get out of the blocks in a good division with the Braves and Phillies. After 43 games, the Mets were 20 and 23. Showalter was pushing buttons, but the elevator wasn't stopping on his floor. Suddenly they're hot, they've won seven of 10. On Sunday, they won a doubleheader over Cleveland and Scherzer and Verlander both pitched well. I'm obligated to hate the Mets as a Cub fan, but with Scherzer and Verlander, I mean, I, I really like both of them. It makes it slightly harder, although if they get to be good this summer again, I'll hate them appropriately. Happy anniversary, Sean Green. On this day 21 years ago, while in the midst of a bad slump with the Dodgers, Green broke out with an explosion. He went six for six with four home runs, seven RBIs, six runs scored, and a major league record 19 total bases, one game. The four homers tied the one game record with 13 other individuals, six hits, just one shy of the nine inning record. Green hit a fifth home run the next game to tie the MLB two game home run record. Then he hit two more the game after that to set a new home run record for three games, seven. Green also set a National League record with nine home runs in the calendar week. The bad slump he was in, the previous 15 games, Green was batting 208. Tony, over a 15-year career, he had 328 home runs. He had a four-year stretch where he went 42, 49, 42, and he had five straight years of 100 runs batted in or more. I didn't even know Sean Green was that prolific and had those kind of numbers. That's a wow. Yeah. If only he'd played for the Cubs, you'd have known him. Happy trails to yeah. more kickoff returns. The NFL just passed a rule for this coming season that a fair catch on a kickoff will result in possession at the 25-yard line, the same spot as when a kickoff goes through the end zone for a touchback. This is clearly an attempt at player safety. Concussion rates on kickoffs have surged recently with the advent of pop-up kickoffs designed to try and pin the receiving team near its goal line. This rule changes for 2023 only, forcing everyone to resume the kickoff conversation next year. And although special teams coaches may object, Mike, to me, it feels like the NFL kickoff is an endangered species. Tony, it's done. And as a fan of a franchise that never has a quarterback until maybe now, but has had two of the great kick returners of all time, I I'm going to wow. miss this, but it's, it's gone. It's, it's over for the kick. And I, under I understand for player safety, I get it. Yeah. All right, let's go to the big finish. The athletic awards that the Raptors met with Steve Nash about their head coach opening. Is that a good fit? Yeah, I think there'd be a lot of good fits for Steve Nash as long as Kyrie doesn't show up. NFL teams will now be able to dress a third quarterback without using a roster spot. Does that make sense to you? Of course it does. If guys get hurt, you don't want to stick a fullback in there. Come on. The Astros have won eight straight. Are you impressed? They got off to a slow start for them, Tony, but I'm always impressed with the Astros in these recent years, sign stealing or not. Philly's shortstop, Trey Turner, your boy, says he doesn't blame fans for booing him. Your thoughts? Come back home to Washington. Nobody's going to boo you here. Should never have left in the first place. Last one, Orioles and Yankees start a three-gamer tonight. You're intrigued with that, aren't you? Tony, these are two hot teams, two good teams in the American League. I'm not intrigued. I don't care about the AL East in you know, the middle of May. I don't. I know you will glory in it's that. It's really good baseball. The Orioles turnaround series. is Orioles turnaround is actually remarkable in a couple Very of years. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. Happy birthday to our friend Mitch Album. All right, Corny. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. And now, here's Sports Center. 
Mitch and you are the same age. You know that, right? Yep, I do. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.